Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and explore the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm your host, Katie Russo, and today I'm excited to be joined by Jamika Martin, founder of Rosen Skincare and UCLA alum class of 2017. Rosen Skincare is a clean beauty brand for people with acne-prone skin. Jamika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to campus today and taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be back here. I was actually on campus last week. Oh, <laughs> So okay. even though I don't live in LA, uh, I've been down here pretty frequently lately, So, but always good to be back. Yeah, we're, we're super, exci- super excited to talk to you today. So to start us off, can you walk us through, um, I know you graduated in 2017, which was not that long ago. Can you walk us through a little bit of your UCLA journey? Um, and I'm also curious on that kind of wavelength, did you always know that you wanted to start or create your own business? Yeah, so I um, came to UCLA in 2014, so kind of uh, straight from high school, and um, I came in as a business economics major, and so um, I knew I wanted to, you know, be in the business realm, but a little bit differently, so I... um, I think right when I graduated, I had a lot of family that's like, be a doctor, be a doctor. And I'm like, yeah, I should be a doctor. Uh Even though it was like never, ever in my plans. And then, so I came in at like uh, business economics, but then I was like, but I'm also going to do pre-med. And then pretty quickly, I decided not to do that. Um, I was actually like in a class and there's a panel and there's like a dermatologist, I think on it, which is what I want to do. So like still within skin. Um, And then there was like the COO of LA Sparks. I was like, that's way cooler. And so that kind of like shifted my gears to like, okay, like, I came in at business. I knew what I wanted to do. Right. Um, And so um, I picked up an environmental systems and society minor, which I eventually dropped because I realized I could graduate in three years if I didn't have it. So I just like draw. I took a lot of classes with it, but I ended up just like, I think I need like a few more. Sure. Um, But that was kind of like environmental, you know, something that still like is within Rosen and just something I'm passionate about. Um, And then taking entrepreneurship classes. I think the minor may have started while I was here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I started taking, I took a few courses, maybe two or three, um, but those were super helpful and just kind of like making me think about Rosen as like a business. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I graduated in 2017. And then from there, I went straight into the um, start of UCLA uh, summer accelerator. Okay. And so yeah. that was also just a great experience to kind of just really take, I was made, I formulate everything at Rosen. So take skincare and like making products into like, okay, like why are you different? And like, how is this a yeah. business and how are you going to scale it? Right. And so um, that was always just like super helpful. Like having those few specifically, I would say entrepreneurship and startup UCLA were like the biggest things that I'm impacted sure. like how I run my business and like yeah. me even like going down this path. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm curious too, like for you getting into maybe the, or like, you know, taking those entrepreneurship classes and doing the startup UCLA accelerator. Can you talk a little more about like what inspired you to start Rosen skincare mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, was this always something kind of sitting, you know, in your mind or, um, yeah. What inspired you to start, um, your skincare line and kind of how did that come about? Yeah. Um, so I, looking back, like, Rosen, like, completed a lot of circles for me, so, like, I was always, like, very entrepreneurial, which I didn't notice. My parents did, like, landscaping, like, very service-based businesses, Um, and then I, like, look back on, like, me and my cousin, like, try to sell my jewelry and sell it in middle school and, like, trying to do all these things, Um, and then the dermatology and then, you know, like, environment, like, all these things kind of, like, came into a circle, but um, that was, like, retrospectively looking. I think I kind of was actually on the phone with my cousin. I was like, we should do something. Um, and I initially actually, when I started 
thought to like, okay, whatever we come up with, like, we're going to do it together. Right. Um, probably for the better, like that, that didn't happen. And I just uh, did it on my own. Okay. But um, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm really into like skincare and hair care. And Rosen actually started out um, as just like a natural skin and hair care line. Okay. And then it was in that first entrepreneurship class. I was like, yeah, but there's a lot of natural like skincare and hair care. Like, right. why are you different? And then I was like, hmm. Like, I've always dealt with super difficult skin. Um, I've always dealt with acne. I've done Accutane twice. And so that was like a passion for me. And obviously, a lot of the skincare formulas were centered yeah. around that because that I was, was just my say, skin. That's a huge yeah, yeah. concern for so many. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was kind of just like where I started like doubling down on like exactly who we were. Okay. Um, but I would say just the idea for Rose and just kind of um, came up. And I always tell people, I don't know why I decided to do Rosen. Um, yeah. I worked at, I always had ideas. Bone broth was like big when I was getting into college. I told him, I'm like, let's do a bone broth company. Yeah. Never did that. <laughs> um, I worked at Wetzel's Pretzels. I was like, we should do like a pretzel company. We would like make like from the sweet spot across yeah. it. And like, um, but I don't know. And I, I didn't do them. And I never like, I never had anybody to co-sign with me to gotcha. like, let's do this together. And for yeah. whatever reason, I was like, I'm gonna do it, you know, yeah, even without anyone yeah. else. Yeah. And so that's kind of like how it all got started. So it definitely wasn't something... I didn't go into UCLA thinking I'm going to start my own company. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I yeah. actually like for some reason thought that entrepreneurship was a word that wasn't very, people weren't very familiar with yeah. when I started. Yeah. I remember like hearing, I'm like, yeah, totally. That's me. And um, like explaining it to people. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to be an entrepreneur? I'm like, yeah, you know what that means? Right, you right. know? And so <laughs> right. um, it was definitely like a new thing for me, but it, it just fit like yeah. when I started learning more and more about it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's super cool. I'm I'm curious too. I because I feel like um, for a lot of people that want to start their own business, like when you eventually settle on doing it, like naming that you know brand mm. or product or service, whatever. How did like where did the name Rosen come from? Yeah. So when I first first got started, when I did like skin and hair, yeah, it was Rose Gold Cosmetics. So my middle okay. name is Rose. Okay. And so yeah. that's kind of okay. where that came from. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it it didn't fit. Felt like very like, glammy, and like it, we were always like a clean brand, like gotcha. very minimal, and so it just didn't fit. It's also like. SEO terrible for like okay. all that yeah. stuff. And then um, in one of the classes I took here, so one of the classes, and I don't know if they still offer it, but yeah. it was um, entrepreneurship class. Basically, um, you get set up in groups okay. and then your group, you're basically building a brand or building a business cool. in the class. Okay. Um, and I was like, hey, like this is already something I'm working on. You right. know, if you guys want to do this for the uh, project, it was basically the whole quarter you're working on. Working you build on a deck, you oh, build a wow. pitch, you know, things like that, yeah. which was such great practical um, yeah. experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like one well, of the I'm best. Sure you were in the yeah, middle of it. Exactly. Yeah. One of the best classes I took for sure, as far as just like learning so much about like stuff yeah. I would actually apply. Um and yeah, we I knew I wanted to, I kind of like felt like I wanted to change the name. I want to be a little bit more unisex, a little yeah. bit more like cleaner, you know, all these things. And we had a bunch of different things. Um, and we would we sent out a survey. There okay. were things like uh, like verbena, which is like some type of flower. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if it's pronounced yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and just things like that. And then Rosen was one of them. It was actually Rose Naturals. Oh. It was shortened oh, Rosen. Okay. Um, and yeah, that was the one most people liked. Um, it kept Rose in it, which is something I liked. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, and I look back, I'm very glad that that was it because I feel like it's more, um, it's very minimal, but it's also just very, um, 
it can be popularized, I would yeah. say. Like, it's not super crunchy or yeah. granola. I was going to say, I love the name. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, I wonder how she got to the name. Yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I, I love the name. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like a roundabout way, but um, yeah, I love it now. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad we landed on it. That's, yeah, that's a great story. Um, so I'm also curious. So now, nowadays there's data and of course all these reports out that over 60 to 70% of generation Z says that at some point in their life, they want to start their own business. Um, given that, and I think the growing number of people that are entering the entrepreneurship space or have a desire to, what advice would you give to, um, you know, those aspiring entrepreneurs or people that maybe have an idea in the back Mm -hmm. of their mind of like, kind of how, how to get started, maybe how to maybe take that initial idea to, mm-hmm. as you're starting to maybe build a concept. Um, I'm just curious, kind of like what advice you would give to those that are just maybe just getting started? Yeah, I would say, um, before kind of anything really gutting out your idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I talked to a lot of founder. I mean, I'm still super early stage, but I talked to a lot sure. of like very early stage founders, you know, want advice or tips or whatever. And, um, the biggest thing I normally see is it's just not different enough. Mm -hmm. Um, especially being in the beauty space, like, Oh, you know, I, we made this sheet mask and it has really great ingredients, but it's like, okay, but why you, like, why am I going to buy from you? Exactly. And I think that that is something that, um, I think that if you have an issue um, and you go to solve it, I think that's solid because I think that, you know, if you have the issue, a lot of people probably have that issue and I think that's safe to say, but I think that you definitely need to be solving something in a much different way than is being solved on the market. And so that's definitely the first thing I would say. Um, And then the next is just kind of focus. Um, I think that a lot of, and I did early on, and it's hard to just like always focus, but um, whether it's marketing or yeah. product or whatever you're focusing on, just like pick that thing and run with it. Um, it's very easy to kind of like scatter all over the place yeah. and just like never really move forward in anything as opposed to like, okay, we're like, we just like narrow down like our Instagram's our thing right. and just focus okay. there. Yep. And then usually you'll be surprised whether it's marketing or other things, it takes a long time to like saturate to where you can't focus can on imagine. that thing anymore. Yeah. And so, um, just finding somewhere to focus on like how you're going to grow and just like running that dry before you start trying to like test all these other things yeah. out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. And I think, like you said, I think so many people encounter that initial, um, that initial stage that you were talking about of, I have this idea or I have this problem and I need to find a solution. And even maybe if they've come up with something, it's, is there so, is there a competitor or is mm-hmm. there someone in the landscape that is already in this space? Yeah. And like you said, like how, how, how am I unique? How is what I'm, trying to create or offer going to be different yeah. than what's maybe out there or, you know, so I think like you said, really making sure that you have something that you can build on that is going to be unique enough to yeah. kind of move forward. Yeah. I think that, um, with that is just like the only, and I'm like very much in like, obviously we're a beauty founder. And so right. like most of my like love for entrepreneurship is like products. Yeah. And so that's like where my, not expertise, but that's where sure. I know the most. Makes sense. And I think that the only place that I've ever seen brands or products do well, even if they have, they aren't super different yeah. is they have a very big budget behind them. Oh, um, sure. it, you know, they, yeah. they might be funded. It's very hard to get funded if you aren't substantially different, especially yeah. in the beauty space or, you know, even product space. 
um, but, you know, maybe they have some t- type of, you know, personal network or some type yeah. of wealth um, that they can put towards something. Yeah. Brands that pop up where they're like, oh, yeah, they used to work at, you know, right. L'Oreal. And right. they, like, were the buyer at Target. You right. know, it's like, oh, of course that yes. brand's doing well, right. even though they're not exactly. that different. Yeah. But if you're, like, starting from the ground up, then yeah, it's like you have to definitely point. be different. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's a yeah great point. Like you said, with, if you're already coming in with that capital or that network, mm-hmm. it's, a total, it's a game changer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I know in um, kind of reading your bio and learning more about Rosen and your entrepreneurial journey, you've been able to grow the brand and secure partners like Urban Outfitters, FabFitFun, Target Takeoff Beauty Accelerator. What was that process like of you know, pitching Rosen and how you went about, you know, and, and like you mentioned, like you graduated in 2017, you're still, you know, young founder and mm. how have you been able to secure partnerships with name brands like that, that people are recognizing and can see those in stores that they walk, can see your, your beauty products in stores they walk into. I'm just curious, you know, how you would, when were able to kind of go about that process. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. And I think, I, I think along your journey, you're always getting better at pitching and you're always getting better at like, how am I going to communicate this point? Like even more concisely. Sure. Um, but I think that, you know, one, obviously having that differentiation point that's strong, um, and being knowledgeable in your field. Um, Mm -hmm. and like obviously passion is something that people always talk about for like founders. Um, but I remember, when I was in Startup UCLA, like the accelerator, we went up to like, they have a Bay Area trip and you oh, go, yeah. okay. um, they get you set up with like a bunch of VCs and they meet with us, you know, and give us feedback and yeah. stuff. And I remember like sitting there as they were asking people questions. I'm like, oh my God, like they're asking me really hard questions. Uh-huh. But then it's like, when I got up there, it was like so easy, but it's like you, yeah. because you're an expert in what you do. Right. And so you should be an expert in what you're doing to either answer questions yeah. or to provide that feedback. Um, and then uh, just traction, I will say, which is hard, you know, um, for like early stage founders. But I mean, a lot of, I mean, we just got Urban Outfitters later last year. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. I had been emailing them for like almost, almost a year, wow. kind of like, hey, you know, yeah. and they're like, yeah, send them, send them, send them samples, send them samples. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I was like, um, I got feedback actually from a mentor that I got from the Target Accelerator, but okay. just like, send them your metrics, send them your ROI, send them all this yeah. stuff. And so as soon as I sent that deck of like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is like our sales. This yeah. is our ROI. This is where we're investing marketing. They're like, okay. And like two they days like later, it. they brought us on. Oh, wow. And so yeah. I think traction obviously has a lot sure. to do with it. Um, but just really creating a compelling brand and a compelling brand story um, and knowing why you're different and knowing um, why someone should choose you um, is, is definitely the biggest thing. And of course, you know, in any realm, like growing your network and any partnerships you can get from that, um, is, is always going to be great. I think, uh, we're just in urban outfitters and that was a cold email. I don't know anyone there or anything like that, but I think it's, yeah, it's definitely, um, very, thank you. It's definitely, you know, very like fulfilling. Um, but I think even like moving forward, just like think of bigger retailers, like, you know, having that warm intro is always great, but if you can't just, just, keep following up and like stay scrappy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your point about when the VCs were asking the tough questions and you saying, you know, when you got up there, it was like, you knew all the answers, Mm -hmm. right? Because this is, this is your baby essentially. And, um, I w- I was thinking too, like you said, um, after you sent like your metrics and ROI to urban outfitters, then within two days, right. They're like wanting to make a deal with you. Um, 
I think for, I'm sure for some it reminds me too, and I, and I love watching like Shark Tank and mm-hmm. stuff too. And so it just was reminding me when you're saying that reminded me of like one of my favorite parts about watching it is even just seeing the types of the the level of depth and thoughtfulness to those questions yeah. that that those founders and entrepreneurs and VCs are asking. And ones that you're like, oh gosh, but it's like they uh, they are getting to exactly what you were mentioning, which is right. Like, is this going to be profitable? Is this something yeah. that like if I invest, is this going to go forward in the right direction, or mm-hmm. is there not enough traction, like you said, that I might invest in this might you know flounder yeah. things like that. So it just was reminding me of you know the Shark Tank and yeah. all those people that go on that show. Yeah, no, I think exactly like that is just. Um, I would say a lot of people have really great ideas. Right. A lot of people have really great products. Um, but to be able to prove that people on the market are going to care about it or they do care about it um, is like the hardest yeah. step, you know? Yeah. And obviously getting some sort of traction is the best way to prove that. Right. And that's kind of what we've done. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest thing because uh, just having a good idea or just kind of having a good product right. isn't always enough. Yeah, totally. That makes that makes perfect sense. So since starting your own business, what's been the biggest surprise or kind of learning curve that you've encountered and had to kind of overcome? Mm, I would say... Whether would say good two, or bad surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say two things. Um one being team. So last year was like a very big growth year for us. And so I went from, um, I think October of 2018 ish around that time. Um, I brought on one of my friends to help, you know, a couple hours a day to use pack orders for me. Um, and then by the end of 2019, I had like around five full-time people. Oh, wow. And okay. so yeah. learning how to instill something, I'm sure it's something I'm always going to learn, but sure. how to lead them how to lead individual people in the ways that make sense for them um, and how to also like filter through all of my weaknesses so that it doesn't create like chaos. Um, One thing that for better, for worse as like a founder, but I'm like a very actionable person. um, And I've seen that translate with my team of like, okay, I need to take like a lot longer time to like think this through before I spew it on you guys. Um, And that's something that was just, um, you know, you know, you have to lead a team and yeah. I, I've been like a manager or things like that before, yeah. but it's just totally different. Um, especially as you're like learning along the way. Right, right. Um, and then the other would just be finances and finding the ways mm-hmm. that make the most sense to invest. Um, and trying to shift, not shift because, uh, there are a lot of similarities in per- fin- personal business, personal finances and yeah. business finances. Um, but like taking on debt, you know, right. is something that's like, oh, money to grow. But then personally, you're like, oh, I don't want to take off debt. I don't right. have to pay this back, you know, <laughs> right. or um, yeah. just like where to invest, like do we invest in this partnership or things like that, especially from like I I grew up for most of my life, like middle class. When I was younger, we were definitely like lower class. And so just like a point of like a budgeting kind yeah. of like mindset. Totally. And so being able to take that into a bigger company and then also taking that into a company that's like we're making a lot more and we're right. spending a lot more. And so it's like right. seeing, you know, how much money gets spent is it's definitely hard and you, it's hard to not feel like you're always like, is this the right decision sure. for my money? And yeah. I don't want to like lose my money, which right. is just like a personal mindset. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's right. It's ultimately like your livelihood and your, and especially with 
your own finances and then now having your bigger team and mm-hmm. making sure like there's, yes. is, you know, is, is there enough financial support for the staff you have and stuff? I'm sure that's been a whole other oh, thing that sure. you've, you know, worked through too. Yeah. So that is definitely like, and I could have like seen that coming, but definitely the most stressful thing is like yeah. sustaining a team, like yeah, sure. early days, like, all right, yeah, like I won't pay myself this week or like, right. oh, I'll be struggling for the next few weeks. But right. now it's like, oh, okay, like, I need to make sure that they're getting paid because these people, they have kids, you know, like these people are like relying on it. Um, And so that's definitely, yeah, a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So as we all know, the business world um, is heavily dominated by men. How have you been able to, you know, navigate the business world as a young female entrepreneur? And I'm curious to whether through your UCLA experience, even through startup UCLA or other experiences you have, have you been able to find mentors or other, you know, um, people in your support system to kind of lean on throughout your kind of early, early founder journey? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say so overwhelmingly, I think a lot of beauty founders tend to be women. So that's kind of, um, my experience isn't the same as, you know, maybe like a tech founder, things like that. Um, I also haven't raised money. I've heard a lot of horror stories around, um, women, black women in particular, their experiences with raising capital and kind of like, you know, all of those things going on there. And so, um, I don't have the worst experience. Um, but I do have, um, but just kind of like the trifecta of being like a young black female founder, um, it just feels a lot, um, like just like proving yourself Mm. and kind of having to be at another level for certain partnerships or to feel credible in a space. Um, and I think that that's definitely the biggest thing that comes into play. Um, and I think just people, you know, not necessarily that they're surprised, but I guess that they are, you know, just like surprised at like where we're at and we have grown fast, you know, and there has been a lot of things, but, um, just especially, I think that comes in as being like a young founder, um, in certain spaces of like feeling like I don't want to like step on anyone's toes and I don't want to like make you feel bad because you aren't where we are, but I'm like much younger or like I started later than you or things like that. That's definitely a hard thing to navigate. Um, but as far as, you know, mentors, I would say most of my mentors are females. Yeah. Um, I have a few like super solid male mentors. Um, and, but most of them tend to be women in the space, right. um, whether they're just kind of like in the beauty space or in the product space. Um, and they're always super helpful. Um, but you know, luckily most of my interactions honestly have been with women, yeah. um, whether it's partnerships whether it's, you know, like pitches or fun, you know, some type of funding or things like that. Um, and any other interactions where it's just kind of like not negative, but just like a little bit, it's just usually just that kind of like over like whelming, like shock of like, Oh, what are you doing? And you're like, you know, like just like almost like discrediting like where we are and like what we've done. Right. Sure. That, yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, I'm, I'm curious too, given, and I, it's great to hear, like you said, I think it's great to hear because you're in the beauty space that you mm-hmm. had more, um, positive interactions, you mm-hmm. know, especially being surrounded by so many women that are also, you know, have, have their ventures and things like that. Um, I'm curious too, because of the space you're in, 
what do you see in terms of like beauty and skincare? What are some of the trends or what do you see kind of coming in the future or down the pipeline for consumers when it comes mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, I think just like beauty and skincare of what you're continuing to see maybe like in the future. Yeah. Um, or even for your, your company and your brand. Yeah. So, um, I think that in terms of clean beauty, um, I think that's just kind of a standard at yeah. this point. Um, I think that, of course, there's brands that aren't 100% clean, right. and you know, um, but I think that, um, you know, just being a clean beauty brand isn't like necessarily a differentiation point at this right. time. Right. Um, I think that what we're seeing, a lot of ingredient focuses, I think is the big thing in beauty right now, yeah. kind of. Um, and that's something that we've always done. We usually have like two to three like hero ingredients, you know, and like having that story. I think a lot of beauty brands are doing that. Um, I think that skincare um, is definitely, it's on a rise. And I think it's going to continue to be on a rise, um, especially for women of color. Mm. Um, I look at kind of like the natural hair space and like how much education and innovation went on there. Yeah. Um, the, you know, makeup space and like getting shade ranges and things like right. that. And then now kind of moving into skincare in terms of like hyperpigmentation or scarring or products and ingredients that work well for women of color. Yeah. Um, and overall, just like education and skincare, I think people are understanding like, how do I make a skincare routine, you know, yes, or like totally. what ingredients pair well together. Yeah. There's a lot of education going on there. Every person has a YouTube channel now yeah. with their skincare exactly. routine, right? Or every influencer is like, here's my skincare. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And still like so many yeah. questions of like, when do I use this toner? Right, and so I right. think there's like a lot of education going on. Yeah, um, so and true. I think that. Um, and it might just be because I'm in a space and like consistently like looking at competitors, yeah. but I do think that acne is mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why we entered this space because you look at the acne aisle and it's the exact same products totally that is. I shopped in like sixth yeah. grade. I was going to say it's stuff that I've seen yeah, yeah, for my forever. entire, yeah, when I was majorly struggling with it too. It's yeah. like the same stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's just like all this stuff going on in beauty and then it's like, this is still the acne care landscape, right. um, whether, right. you know, no innovation and then also just like using all those products at worst probably makes it worse, you know, your skin worse. So, um, I think that acne is a big space. I've seen a lot of like pimple patches and things like that yeah. popping up. Yeah. Um, I've seen, obviously there's kind of a curology. I think there's another brand called apostrophe. Um, okay. and they're kind of both custom clinical oh, kind of like direct okay. to consumer brands. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see where acne goes and, um, just overall the education around like skincare and like how to like, create a proper like skincare routine. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think like you said, there's so much in that space right now. And I think you hit nail on the head with the education and like awareness, Mm -hmm. like with just everyone putting out content Mm -hmm. around beauty and skincare and so many people being potential experts in, in that area. Right. It's like, what's, what's the right information? Who's, where's the source from, yeah. so just, you know, watching this video from Sephora versus this influencer or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, I also feel like there's so much too with that, like, you know, a rising trend, right. Everyone's trying to like, how do we look younger? Like how mm-hmm. are we, you know, how are you continuing to maintain a youthful glow? Like yeah. so much in that space too. Um, but I think, like you said, it's exciting to see or to think about like what's to come in like the beauty and skincare landscape. Yeah. And just kind of like democratizing that education. I feel, I feel like so it was so like, uh, almost just like elite to like, you know, yes. like, have this like elaborate skincare routine and like right. have serums and yeah, like, like that exactly. was something I was like, Whoa, right. you know, and now yeah. it's just like so normal. Um, and yeah, definitely yeah. excited to see where that goes and see, um, just like, everyone get on a baseline of like, right. this is a skincare routine to totally. follow. Yeah. I, I even remember it's like, 
either watching videos or like you're reading a beauty magazine and you know they pick a celebrity and they're like oh this is what's in her makeup bag right mm-hmm. and it's like I remember like even now or a few years ago that I'd like look through and be like oh here you know whoever it was Reese Witherspoon here's her you know $500 serum like yeah. and I'm like I can't I'm not gonna have skin <laughs> like Reese you know I'm not gonna be able to buy that serum yeah so, like you said like how are we making sure there's more out there that's accessible mm-hmm. and affordable to still feel confident in your skin and things yeah. like that with your, you know, your products and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my last question um, in wrapping up is since leaving UCLA, how have your experiences and your journey shaped how you define success? Um, yeah, I think that being um, a founder and then looking back and realizing um kind of my quote unquote professional realm has always been a big part of my identity, like being a student, being a UCLA student, you know? Um, I think the biggest thing I've taken away is just um, being like growing while being at peace Mm -hmm. is like what success looks like to me Um, because I have, we have grown or we have hit like good months but just like feeling like overall like anxiety or like stress or things like that um and it's like hard to like relish in those like achievements or hard to be like great you know we launched this urban once like all these things are going yeah Yeah. exactly and so it's like I found the times where I feel the most confident and the most happy with just my life or like what I'm doing or what I've achieved is just like when we are hitting growth and not necessarily always within the business, you know, personal growth or whatever you're like striving towards. Um, but you're also just like super at peace and you're very comfortable and you're kind of flowing. Um, and that's, that's definitely like what success looks like to me. It's just like finding what growth means like to you and doing it peacefully. Um, Mm -hmm. just feels the best to me. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, that's, um, that answer and that response, I think, is totally different than other, you know, interviewers we've had before of what success means. But I love that growing while like still maintaining that peace and mm-hmm. kind of, and or at least being able to enjoy that peace yeah. with the growth. Um, so yeah, I, I I love that answer. Um, well, Tamika, I just want to thank you so much again for um, taking the time to share your story and your journey with us today, and um, also just want to say congratulations to you again for. <laughs> Um, all the success that you've had so far with Rosen and I know going through the, the start of UCLA accelerator and things like that of where that's been able to take you just want to wish you congratulations and continued success with Rosen. Um, we're excited to see what's to come for you and your brand, but um, thank you so much for taking time to share your story with us today. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, always great. UCLA has, you know, been one of my proudest achievements. And so just like any way I can like connect with you all and, uh, just be back on campus and you know give back to like a community that gave like so much and like put so much into me it's it's amazing so thank you yeah of course awesome you've been listening to Bruin Success our guest this week was Jamika Martin founder of Rosen Skincare you can find more information on Jamika in the description of the podcast follow Partnership UCLA alumni career programs on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with Bruin Success If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back with another inspiring UCLA alumnus. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.